Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the awakenings, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. Hey, hey, y'all. Me again. I'm doing this episode kind of impromptu, improvisational, even. (laughs) Um, I was scheduled to release an episode tomorrow. Then I got a... a request to not release the episode yet by the guest. So in the meantime and in between time, I'm going to simultaneously honor that request and make sure that I release something for my scheduled release days. So here we are. And what I am want to talk about today is how to love yourself. And maybe put in parentheses again, Uh, Because we don't know where we are in our journey. And loving yourself kind of ebbs and flows, right? So just want to put this one out. I don't have any rhyme or reason, but this was, I guess, on my heart at the moment. So let's tune up the love that we have for ourselves to know that we are lovable. And we're going to find some kick-ass reasons why. So I'm going to give a little bit of my backstory on how I learned to love myself. And then I'll give my favorite three things to keep that up. All right. So backstory. In my 20s, well, growing up, I've always felt like a special child, special person. I've always felt like the most beautiful person in the room. I've always felt like the brightest shining star. I mean, definitely was shown a different reality when I went to school and met other people. Um, But for the most part, I walk around with a certain confidence. And I had a lot of confidence because I would get compliments from other people. And that was nice. And at some point in time in my 20s, I was was like, I think I am just outsourcing my whole self-esteem. Like, I don't really know if I like me, but I really rely on other people to like me, to let me know that I'm likable, which is not a winning formula, (laughs) for lack of a better term. So I decided to go on the journey of building my own self-esteem. I'd say I was like 22, maybe 23 kind of fresh out of college and trying to come into my own. And that was a part of it. I was also modeling and I was getting a lot of rejection at the time. So I felt like a lot of my confidence was on a seesaw. Like if you get a job, you have a lot of confidence. If you don't, you just feel like crap. And I was like that, I don't like this back and forth. I don't like how it's so malleable. It's it's fickle. So I was like, how do I love myself regardless of what happens? That was the goal. And so I decided to really just think about who I am as a person. No, actually, first, I asked my mother about some people in our family. So I wanted to know kind of like my backstory. I wanted to know what I come from. So who are the people? What are their personalities? 
what were their jobs, their trades, their interests, their hobbies? Like, what, what were they like? Were they fiery? Were they timid? Were they a boss? Were they um, funny? Were they life of the party or not? Like, who were the who are who's in my blood? Like, what am I made of? Literally. So that was a nice little lesson about folks in my family. Um, kind of like a family tree, but personality wise. So I learned a lot about folks in my family and that was like some deep inner confidence. Like, oh yeah, their blood is my blood. Like I'm made up of some really cool people. And that gave me a nice little oomph of like, I'm not nothing. And these people don't know who I, who I am for real. So that was very, very helpful. And then from there, I guess the next layer was thinking about myself beyond anything physical because everything that I've been taught up until that point about my beauty and subsequently everything that was a part of my self-esteem had to do with my physical attributes which I have zero say in any of that Thank my mom and dad. Thank my genes for how I came out. I can't, I didn't make myself tall and slim and this complexion and this type of hair and uh, symmetry in the face and all, whatever. I didn't do that. So I'd really, it felt empty to really take credit for or to lean on as something worth anything, even though I later learned that it's a gift. But, um, it was definitely, it started to feel very shallow. So I started to look at my personal attributes. So my second tip, beyond going to like, where you came from, who are your people, uh, is to just look at yourself as a person. The attributes that make you, you. So I, you know, went into my personality. I'm funny. I'm creative. I uh, thrive in um sticky situations i have the mentality that everything is figure outable um resourceful you know for lack of a better that's that's the real word for figure outable <laughs> um you know i'm a good person i'm kind i trust people i walk with a sense of peace i care about the planet like whatever the thing is that's like I'm telling you about me, but also telling you to also do that for yourself, <laughs> suggesting that you do that for yourself. Um, just look at other attributes that have nothing to do with the physicality, because over time, those things will fade and wane and, you know, change and morph depending on life circumstances and also aging. So who cares about the physical, but who are you as a person? And really self-esteem is like fueling your self-worth, which is the real gem of it all. Like loving yourself is really knowing your worth, knowing what you're made of, knowing the catch that you are. And I hate to use catch because it doesn't have to be in the sense of a relationship, but just knowing how dope you are as a person. And then you walk with that confidence like, oh, I'm me (laughs) and I'm great. Um, And it's a pleasure to meet me confidence not conceit but just having a a real understanding of who you are 
and what you bring to any space that you enter, I think is the gem of it all. And that carries into interpersonal relationships, romantic relationships, professional relationships, all the things. Just knowing your worth. The same way people know, like, this is my resume. I've done these things. This is why I should work here. Or this is why my salary should be this number. You're All the things that you've accomplished or acquired or, you know, any accolades that you've gotten, all of that matters. And, you know, for your actual worth in the workplace, uh, financially, uh, that same is true for your yourself just as a being at least I think so and so so the physical aspects not so important the personality and attributes definitely important and even if you've you know had any personal wins think about that how you have any triumphs think about those things that make you a dope person did you run a 10k did you win an award did you um you know defy certain odds did you beat a illness like anything these these are the type of things it's like this is these are the bricks the building blocks to how to love yourself and remind yourself just how dope you are and then my top three things to do to kind of keep it going and fine tune and tune up and remind yourself uh, how to love yourself, how to increase or sustain that self-worth. Number one for me is eating right. Now, do I do it right all the time? No, not at all. That sweet tooth, you know, comes and goes. Some days, I mean, some months I can go and not really care. And then some months it's like a binge time, like, that little sweet tooth just come back <laughs> but eating right has been phenomenal because it's like I'm telling myself how important I am and how much I want to maintain the thing that I <laughs> this vessel that I have um it also helps with mood stuff too if you're eating the right things because all the wrong things just put you in all the wrong moods you know so eating right even on a down day, I think is pretty important. Um, to me, it's like the least you can do. Just want to take a breath. And I would say, I mean, they're all number ones because I'm looking at three of them and I'm like, y'all, these three things are actually very, very dope. So I, I don't even want to order them. The next one, equally as important as eating well is talk nicely to yourself as often as possible because we can present a certain way and be, you know, be the executive producer of a certain company or be a CEO or be a mom. Like you can be all these things in the world, but if you're talking down to yourself inside, you're really just like crumbling it from the inside out. So whenever you can, because that negative voice is so easy, critical and judgmental and doubtful and scared, full of fear, whenever you can, if you can remind yourself to talk nicely to yourself in your mind, 
And if negative thoughts come, you're like, hey, thanks for coming. I appreciate you. I think you're trying to keep me safe, but actually I'm good. I got this. You might think I can't handle this, but I actually can. Or coach yourself or talk yourself up like, okay, you got this. Boom, let's do it. That type of stuff. Um, As opposed to whatever negativity happens, uh, that stuff is low-hanging fruit. It's easy to do. But talking to yourself nicely is crucial to loving up on yourself on a consistent basis. And the other one that is equally as important as the first two (laughs) uh, is do things that make yourself proud. Whatever that is, it can be small, it can be large, it can be anything. If you know the sense of pride that you get from, I don't know, starting, running around a track and saying you're going to run four times, around four times, and then you actually do it, or this, the how proud you feel when you set a boundary for yourself, or if you speak up for yourself, is get in the habit of making yourself proud. And I think that is one of those tune-up things for loving yourself. Because it feels really, really good. And I don't know what it gives you, serotonin, I don't know, uh, endorphins, somebody. I have no idea. But <laughs> I know that it feels good on the outside and the inside. I just don't have the scientific terms for what it is, what it's doing. But doing that, I believe... Um, you know, tells yourself that you love yourself and increases your overall self-worth because you're seeing what you're capable of. You know, breaking barriers or trying something hard or, you know, going past fear and doing it anyway, whatever the thing. If you can make it a practice to make yourself proud I think that would move mountains in the realm of self-esteem and self-love and self-worth. That's all I have for now. It's short. It's sweet. It's midnight, actually. I'm very tired. (laughs) And I would be remiss if I didn't post something or have something to share on my weekly schedule. I'm very serious about this podcast. I love it so much. And um, I want to continue providing value and something useful, something inspiring, whatever the thing is. If you found this useful, if you found this inspiring in any way, let me know. That's one ask. Let me know. Find me on the Instagrams. Find me. Say something. And if you don't want to do that, you don't have to. It would be really nice if you shared it with someone who would also find value in anything that I said. So thank you so much for listening. This has been a pleasure, an absolute pleasure. Even if I'm tired, I'll still come and do this anyway, by hook or by crook. We're we're in this together. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next time on another episode of Thanks Divorce. Take care.